What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurt here with my co-host, as always, the invincible Clay Stroman. How you doing, Clay? I'm good, Caleb. How you feeling? How you living? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. No complaints so far. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just working, just living life. I'm sure. How's your Halloween? How was Halloween? Yeah. Halloween was all right. I'm, I'm not really into Halloween. I don't really like dressing up in costumes and, and shit like that. That's um, kind of surprising since you're because I'm an actor. Of, you're an, well, you, yes, you're an actor, and even before that, you were into a lot of like comic book characters and and things like that. So that's that's kind of surprising. Sure, yeah. What's, Everybody what's going says on that. there. Um, if I had to uh, break it down, I think I'd say most Halloween costumes are pretty cheap and they don't look good. And so if I'm going to dress up as someone or something, I want to look good and I don't want to put on a cheap costume. I don't know. Hey, nobody said you had to get a cheap one. Yeah, but then I also don't want to spend all that money for one night. Maybe maybe if I ever go to Comic-Con or something and I um, dress up to go to Comic-Con, which I don't foresee, but if I ever do that and I make like a legit like Black Panther costume or Miles Morales costume or something, maybe then I'll wear it following. I mean, you could always just get like one super badass costume and reuse it forever. Yeah, but isn't that kind of lame to wear the same costume every year? Not if it's a super badass costume. True, true. That is a fair point. I, I can't argue with you there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now YouTube. Hi, YouTube. How's it going? Um, make sure you hit the link in the link the link in the description of our Instagram at masters.cultureverse and you can choose whatever whatever method you want to watch right there. We put a and link in there. while you're hitting the link, make sure you hit the width as well. Yes, yes. And everybody knows that length times width equals area. There it is. Hey. <laughs> hey, what um, if we wanted to throw a, a monkey wrench in the system and uh, multiply by height? Does that give me volume? That sure does. Oh my goodness. Math. Math. We learn when when do you learn that? Like third grade? I believe that's when you start getting into geometry, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Carrie, I, I use it all the time. I'm like in my I'm in my kitchen. I said, Oh, I wonder what the volume of this picture is. I break out the old ruler and and then I know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely Kurt, I I very often find myself thinking, I wonder what the volume of this picture is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every day. Mm-hmm. I am the guy I see, in, the words, in those word problems. Anytime I see something 3D, I always think I wonder what the volume of that thing is. Any Why 3D you? object. It's yeah, natural. It's, it's natural. Right, right, right. I think it, yeah. I mean, what kind of sociopath doesn't think like that? Not one I want to meet. No. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at masters.cultureverse. Give us an email, masters.cultureverse at gmail.com. There you can give us announcements, shout outs, whatever you want. I actually, all right, so here's a funny story. We did one, was it last week when we had a question on Instagram? And I always say like, you know, you can email us or put it on Instagram or whatever. And I didn't check the email before we recorded. And so there was an email in there. So this is kind of old. It's, it's already says belated in the email, but it's even more belated because I was irresponsible and didn't check the email. So that is all on me, but wow. Shout out to Boston, a belated birthday. Your birthday was October 16th, so long ago. And that's from our number one fan. That's how they signed the email. Thank you, Jessica. Boston is our dog, one of our dogs. <laughs> the other dog is also Brooks. Um, what you reading? What you watching? Um, I've been watching a lot of spooky stuff. Same, same, same. Yep, yep. So 
within the past few days, well, let's say within the past week, I have watched Midsummer. I have watched Hereditary, which are both by the same director. Hereditary is good. I haven't seen Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you if you liked Hereditary, which it's a very disturbing movie. I don't know that it's like one that I would like recommend to just anybody. If you liked Hereditary, you'll probably like Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, same e type of vibe, same guy. Do we need to um, check on this guy? Does he need like psychiatric evaluation? Well, I mean, I think I think that a lot of people would say that he does, but it leads to him making like very popular movies. So, sure, sure. Yeah, so I, I think we'll just leave him as is for now. Um, we'll wait to see what his third movie ends up being. Like mm-hmm. if it's even worse, then we'll be like, okay, maybe we should go ahead and get this guy some help. Um, <laughs> and I also watched Oculus, which I had never seen before. I watched that, um, is that Sunday night. Karen Gillian? Yes, yes, yeah. a.k.a. Nebula. A.k.a. Um, Amy Pond. Yes. And uh, yeah, that one was pretty good. That's a, that's a kind of a unique premise there. I liked it. It was interesting. It's not, not necessarily like, I feel like it's not really a horror movie. It's a little bit more of like a psychological thriller with like some light horror aspects. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. And then I always want to catch Halloween when it's on AMC, like around Halloween time. Classic. Classic. What about you? Well, I finished Lovecraft Country. Very good. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Um, okay. I also actually bought the book on Amazon. I, I'm gonna have to read that. Which I was watching like some breakdown YouTube videos on on Lovecraft Country episode by episode as I was finishing them, and the book is very different from the show apparently. So I'm I'm looking okay. forward to seeing the differences from from what I've gathered from these uh videos um the show which is this is very rare the show might be better just because there's more details and more character development which you don't see in the book so interesting i feel like it's normally the other way around exactly exactly um but what else i watch i watched it um because i think it's i think it's a funny movie honestly um i so i also watched it within the last week as well it was on tv and yeah that's a that's a surprisingly low-key funny movie right finn wolfhard he's hilarious pretty spooky too pretty yeah yeah of course you got a good good balance um yeah i I finally watched hubie halloween um what'd you think i didn't like it particularly (laughs) that much (laughs) honestly it was hard to understand um him with that voice he was doing for a lot of the movie yeah yeah that got kind of old to me yeah, I, 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 five minutes in, I looked at Jessica. I said, "Is he gonna talk like this for the whole movie?" Because I was not a fan. Um, it it was, was a little, little bit much. It's kind of like he combined every character he's played beforehand, like Little Nicky, uh, Billy Madison. All of them were just combined into uh, Hubie. But he threw in a couple of Rob Schneider's characters in there too, just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Which never mind. I'm not even gonna. No, that's fine. Um, okay. But yeah, I. I uh, was not a fan of that movie too much. Um, sadly, I did not make it to Hill House, but I, I um, it doesn't have to be October for me to watch it, so I'll just watch right, it. Right. It, although it would have been better, but whatever. We're we're past that uh, that point. Yeah. Right I'm sorry. Now. But I le- actually learned something interesting um, about a connection between Hill House, Bly Manor, Oculus. Um, it's all the same director. Mm. Yeah. He also did Hush. Have you heard of Hush? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So Hush has um, one of the characters that's in 
Hill House, one of the main characters, as the main character, she's deaf and there's like a creepy stalker guy in her house. So the mm-hmm. movie's like almost completely silent. Cool. Um, very spooky. And that woman who's the main character in that movie and she's also in Hill House is that director's wife, apparently. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, there were a bunch of other movies. I, I looked up his IMDb page after I found that out. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and uh, yeah, a bunch of bunch of like popular movies, popular like horror movies that have come out recently are by that guy. They're making just, his like, own little um, horror verse, I horror guess. Horror verse, yeah, yeah. Although they're not connected, other than the the hauntings. Ah, that's all right. Oh, I also watched uh, "It's the Great Pumpkin," Charlie Brown, to uh, bring some oh, levity to the classic. night. Classic. Absolutely I hadn't seen classic. it in years. Me neither. So I think I'm going to do that with all the. Um, Charlie Brown's like the Thanksgiving one. I'm going to watch that in a couple of weeks yep. and then I'll do the Christmas, Christmas one. I've seen the Christmas one the most, I think. Okay. I yeah. don't know which Charlie Brown movie I've seen the most. I don't, I don't think know. I've seen any Charlie Brown movies enough to really have a counter like that. Well, I've you, probably seen them all once or twice throughout my lifetime. So you're pretty even across the board. Let's go with that. Okay. If, if we have to put um, some sort of some sort of breakdown to it. Speaking of breakdowns and scores, what's going on in sports? Okay, nice transition. Thank you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we have week eight of the NFL in the books here. Um, season's halfway over, essentially, at this point. And, it, I mean, it was a, I don't know, it, it was another kind of uneventful week. I mean, the Panthers lost. Um, the Patriots continue to lose, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. They have their worst start. Um, I don't know. I think since like Oh two or something. something like that, they're two and five, they lost four straight. So um, is it a Tom Brady thing? Is it, wasn't that the question at the beginning of the season? It looks like it's a Tom Brady thing. Yeah, it does. How does because, Bill feel about that? Okay. So <laughs> Belichick actually had a pretty funny quote the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but it went along the lines of, okay, so look, we just paid Cam Newton $1 million for his contract. Um, we're doing that because we have no money left. Why do we have no money left? Because we sold out so we could win three Super Bowls over the past five years. <laughs> and now here we are. <laughs> okay. That, that is, that, that's, that's just his quote. Okay. All that. Right. Not quote for quote, but something along the lines of that. He he basically well he did say the words sold out for three Super Bowls. He was basically like, look, like why do you think we gave Cam this contract? Like literally, we couldn't give him any more, and we're losing. We're we can't pay. You know, we don't have that many good players around him because we totally sold out to win all those Super Bowls, and now here we are. Like it's fine. Like we know why we're here. Well, at least he knows. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Tom's thing. The Patriots with Tom it was always a situation where it was kind of the Tom Brady show with a supporting cast that was lacking. Like he never had a top running back. He never, it was very rare that he had a top receiver, like a league wide top receiver. The last time he had like a very viable one was Randy Moss way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I've got hands like him. I've been told actual. That's what I've been told. Who's told you that football coach in high school. If it was Jess, it doesn't count. It was not. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was, it was always just Tom Brady making it work with like a lacking supporting cast around him. They always had a good defense. They always had top players on defense, but as far as their offense, it was kind of Tom Brady, just like making magic happen with guys who weren't necessarily superstars. Mm -hmm. So now that he's gone, 
Cam Newton cannot fill that void and do the same thing. Sure. So, yeah. And then um, Tom, I mean, Tom is winning with the Buccaneers. They look like one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, They actually played last night against the Giants. And what's interesting is that the Giants are one in seven. They're one of the worst teams in the league. The Buccaneers now are – they're one in seven after last night. The Buccaneers are now six and two. So they're one of the best teams in the league. But in that game, the Giants went out to, uh, I believe it was a 14 to three lead, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they looked like really good in the first half. And it was like, what's going on with the Giants? Also, what's going on with the Bucs? And then it kind of evened out in the second half, but it ended up just being a 25 23 game. Um, Yeah, I thought we were going to see some overtime in that one. Yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. And uh, in the Giants, I know, are one in, so they're one in seven. That has happened three times within the last four years for them. So they stink. Yep. Yep. And then we've got, we had a nice little uh, NFC East showdown between the Eagles and the Cowboys. The NFC East is just that piece of shit conference where the winner's probably going to have like five wins or something like that at the end of the, the season. Sure. And, uh, the Eagles are first place in the NFC now with a three, four, and one record. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. that's that's no good. It's still um, a losing record, and they're in the first. Yeah. yeah, and they have a stupid tie in there, which is just like that's just like the cherry on top. Um, what else did we have? We had the oh, so the Jets still have not won. They're zero and eight now after playing the Chiefs, and uh, of course they were not going to beat the Chiefs, and the game was a blowout. Um, yeah, so 0 and 8. So they'll probably finish this year 0 and 16. I, I hope that they do. I think it will be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Just in it for the laughs. Yeah, yeah. Just for shits and gigs. And um, yeah, I mean, other than that, the Panthers lost again. So they look kind of bad. Teddy Bridgewater kind of threw the game away at the, I mean, on the final drive, which is kind of becoming a trend for him, which is a little concerning as a Panthers mm-hmm. fan. Um, also, losing to the Falcons is never fun at no. all yeah um and uh good news is that christian mccaffrey i believe will be back this week yep yeah so they're taking him off the ir this week and he should play so he's i mean he's arguably the best player in the league so yeah that let's say arguably the best non-quarterback player in the league sure okay he's definitely the best i mean he was the best fantasy player last year so he's uh he's a stud I just, I just want that guy back. I miss him. We all do. Yep. Yep. Um, we did have, oh, we had, I mean, we had a couple crazy fantasy performances like uh, Dalvin Cook. They, shoot, he had four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings played the Packers, which the Packers have looked really good. Um, they're five and two right now. The Vikings were one and five before this week. And so it was a one in five versus a a five and one matchup and the Vikings won. They scored 28 points. All 28 of them belonged to Dalvin cook with his four touchdowns. So that was crazy. I think he had like uh, 40 to 50 fantasy points, something insane like like that or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I want to say he had 200 yards and four touchdowns. So yeah. Yeah. And speaking of fantasy, um, we don't have to talk about the fact that I beat you this week in fantasy. Um, you just beat me I, fucking crushed me i guess we did just talk about it though so there mm-hmm. it is it's out there I, I i lost in two leagues and i won in one so there's yeah, that i i lost in one league and i won in five which 
the moral, the only moral to that is that I'm in way too many damn fantasy leagues. You can only take away cut some of those out next year. Hopefully we'll see. We'll see if I can clean my life up a little bit, a little bit more next year. Learn to say no. I mean, that's my thing. That's my thing. Just a friend will ask me to be in a league. Sure. Whatever. You know, what's one more. And then the work league comes around. Sure. Whatever. What's one more. Mm -hmm. And then another friend will ask another friend from a totally different group. Sure. What's one more. I think I'm going to cap out at two next year. I think I'm going to cut the work league out because. Yep. Yeah. It just makes me, I mean, six leagues. I've said this before. It just makes me kind of like numb to it all. Right. Um, Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Would not recommend. Yeah. Zero, zero of 10 would not recommend at all whatsoever. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of our roundup for football this week. Did we talk about the World Series last last week? If we did or not, we're we're not going to talk about it this week. <laughs> Isn't it over? Yes. <laughs> you don't even want to say who won. I t- I said that last week. Did you? I couldn't remember. Yeah, I did say it last week. All right. We Play back the about, tape. Let us know if Clay actually said it last week. I believe we talked about that last week. Who knows? Either, either way. Either way, we're not going to tell you who won this week either. So. Someone, someone fact check us on that. Yeah. Jessica, get on that, please. Okay. We um, have other fans. Uh, at, we at least have like three other fans. At least three other fans? Mm-hmm. Can you name them? Mm, um, actually, yeah. I can. Are, are you gonna? Yes. <laughs> I, know of at least, I know of at least three more people who are at least familiar with the show if they haven't listened to it. One of them being Sherry, the other one being Denise, who sent in a question a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. mentioning Sherry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also Nick, Denise's boyfriend. Oh, and well, hello, Nick. Hello, Denise. Hello, Sherry. What about, yeah, yeah. So there, And Gary, who also sent in a question. Gary. He sent in a question last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are, those are all loyal fans. Um, shout out to you guys. You guys are day ones, best friends of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pillars of this, the foundation of this, uh, this rock that we call the culture verse. Wow. That was, that was good. We'll have to make a tribute to them one day. Okay. All right. So let's talk about some video games. We got some Let's delays. See. So Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed again. Far Cry 6 was delayed along with Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, the only one, I mean, I, I'm interested in Far Cry 6. Never played a Far Cry game before, but Cyberpunk is the biggest one, I think. And it was only delayed for 21 more days from when it was supposed to come out. So it's not like a huge delay, but right. delayed nonetheless. Nonetheless, um, but I mean, they... They've been pushing it back. It's like every single month they say, all right, we're going to push it back one more mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. one more time. Do you, do we think that this is going to stick? Because it seems like there's, there's some pretty sound reasoning behind this latest delay. Yeah, right? I feel like, so this latest delay is to improve the game's day zero patch and to properly test it on all nine platforms that it's going to be available on. So I feel like since that's what this delay is for um, specifically, I think we're like right there, you know, like we're, we're fine tuning. We just need a little bit more mm-hmm. time. So I think I think after these twenty one days, um, it'll 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 be good. Yeah, I I mean I feel like there's also part of it where it's like 
I can't imagine these are not things that they haven't been working on already. Sure. And how, and like how much of a difference can three weeks really make in the grand scheme of things? I guess it depends on how many people you got working. I can imagine that, 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 um, I can imagine that CD project red, that studio is pretty big these days. I know they started off small, mm-hmm. but after the Witcher, they're probably pretty big these days. I probably. I think um, they probably have a lot of people working on this game. It's, it's a huge game. I feel like we've been hearing more about delays in the last few years than we have in like years past. And I wonder, I just thought of this, if that's because you remember that big, what it, I don't know, like debacle or uh, exposure of like crunch time that the video game industry had a couple years ago. Where people were being overworked and underpaid and things like that. Yeah, when it was getting close to for the game to come out, they would they would do that to them. I wonder if I do, this is I the do result remember of that. that. Yeah, that I, would make that would make sense. Because since they're not doing these crunch time hours anymore, um, we gotta keep delaying because we're not where we would have been if we were making this game, say, I don't know, five years ago. Yeah, and I'm sure that I'm sure there's an aspect to it where people are having to work from home for some of this stuff and sure the the lack of well, I'm sure everybody's still collaborating really well, but the collaboration level probably at least took a bit of a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, just not and, being all together. And you also got to think, I, I mean, systems are becoming more advanced and mm-hmm. uh, games are getting bigger. So, I mean, that adds to it as well. So I think it's just kind of like a combination of all these things coming together is sure. why we're getting so many delays lately. Sure, sure. And then we have, so it's interesting because we have Ubisoft delaying Far Cry 6, but... I mean, nothing's ever happened with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That one's rolling ahead, coming out in a week. You know, sure. they never. Well, maybe had that's where that. all of their time and effort was going to. Probably, probably, yeah. because I know that that game, um, the newest Assassin's Creed game, whenever they put out the beta or like whatever footage that they were giving to like some of the YouTubers or whatever like build that they were letting some of the YouTubers play, mm-hmm. it was fairly rough, and that was only a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing now. Uh, a lot of the YouTubers just have like either copies of the games or like light editions of it where they get to like put out X amount of hours uh, on their channels. Mm. And uh, the game looks uh, like almost night and day compared to a few months ago. So that would make sense that they're just, they've just been pouring everything into that. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, in other news, Prowler is confirmed for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, not we were talking really. about this a couple weeks ago or last week. We talked about it on the show. We talked about. Um, I thought how, that was just us texting. No, no. We talked about how it actually. We actually were talking about text messages. We talked about how in the little promos for the games that they've been putting out with the text conversations, we saw Aaron Davis in one of them. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we were we were lightly speculating for like sixty seconds if he'd be in the game or not. Proud. Yes. Yes. And, I recall. and here we have. Here we and have, now we are uh, confirmed. Confirmation here. Yep. Um. Pretty cool character. He is cool. Don't like suit, the costume. Suit, yeah, suit looks a little disappointing, especially compared to the Spider Verse movie. It looked really dope in that. Right. But which is we, it's pretty, which is pretty close to the comic um, suit, just kind of right. more fleshed out, I guess, more animated, more visual, visceral. Yeah, the one in the game, it just looks like it has a lot less going on. Yeah. In general, just, just looks, like, looks a, like a standard mech suit, or just like a stealth suit or something that. Kind of yeah. lights up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of like you played you played Spidey PS4, right? Of course. Okay, so he's got the big time suit, which is the stealth suit. It's the yep. black one with the green like neon. 
Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's essentially what Prowler looks like. Yeah. Um, Whatever. I mean, ho- hopefully he has like a substantial part. I think, I think I would like to see him come into play like in the second half of the game. Sure. I already told you my theory or what I wanted to see last week with the, um, he steals say? the suit from um, the villain of the game. Remind me. Oh yeah. 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 I forget what they're calling those villains. Yeah, me too. Like so he steals because their pink. suits are similar. Uh, he steals a suit for them and then from them and then um, goes yeah. on his prowler ways. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah, that, that would be cool. That would be cool. But I think I thought we were saying that to speculate that his suit would be black and pink like theirs and like it was in Spider-Verse. Yeah, ish. The colors could change. I mean, he could fits with it. He could fits with it. That's right. <laughs> um well, cool. we we also saw the um some uh not some like a decent amount of footage of the into the spider-verse suit which looks really good really cool looks um, sweet looks sweet they've got that choppy animation like this yeah the they same like style of the they movie. like drop the framework the frame rate a little bit when you wear yeah i suit. think i think what was happening is they were like cutting out frames um not just dropping the frame rate but like actually removing frames or something to, to give it that look that would be my guess i don't know exactly how they were doing it but yeah yeah, but they want obviously they wanted it to look like kind of like it, it performed in the movie. Right, which I think yeah. it matches perfectly. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. It I mean, I will say obviously it does look a little out of place like in that world cuz everything else is super realistic and this is this cartoon suit. Sure. Did, so did in PS4 Spider-Man, they had that comic book I know, suit. I know. Yeah. They had the uh the Peter B Parker suit. Mm, yeah. Oh, you're talking about no. the the like classic comic book suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they also had the other Spider-Verse suit. Yeah. That came with one of the DLCs, though, so you maybe never played with it. No, I got all the DLCs, motherfucker. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. I'll back up. Yeah, don't test I will, me. I will back up. <laughs> um, But this suit and the track suit are your like pre-order bonuses, which it's not exclusive to the pre-order. You will still be able to get them in game, even if you don't pre-order, which I thought you just get to, you just get to start with them. If you pre-order it. Correct. Whereas if you don't, you have to unlock them like you did in the first game. Yep. Yep. Which was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the dope ass suits are one of the main draws of these games for real. Yeah. Getting, getting to that was switch them out. Yeah. Like those are the, those are the coolest like unlockables in the game. Really? I Mm -hmm. mean, skills and suits. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, moving looking on to, forward to it. Me too. Same. I, did you pre-order already? Nice eyebrows. No, no, I haven't. So I, I probably. When does that game drop again? Is it 12th. December? What? Of November twelfth. Okay. So I have, I have pre-ordered Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um. I pro. I probably won't pre-order Spidey. I'll probably just get it when it comes out. Sure. Because I, I mean, I'll just, I'll just unlock the suits. It's fine. I've got time. Sort of. I've got nothing but time. I actually don't have that much time, but we'll make it work. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking about pre-ordering. I mean, if I get it for the PS4, I know it's a free upgrade to the PS5, which I want. And mm-hmm. so I told you I was debating whether I wanted to wait until I actually had the PS5 because I didn't get a pre-order. Those were like impossible to get. Um, or if I would just, because I really want to play it when it comes out. You know what I mean? That's gonna be like nothing else is really coming out around it like that's gonna be the game for a couple weeks um and i could beat it in a couple weeks um yeah so i mean that's what i'm not gonna wait for it yeah that's that's the um the 
answer I arrived at as well. I'm just debating whether I want to pre-order it or just buy it on the 12th. Yeah, I mean, especially with the free upgrade to PS5, it's like you might as well just grab that shit. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, they're made, that's one of the main, I feel like that's one of the coolest features of the PS5, like all these free PS4 upgrades for like sure. some, oh, of yeah. the, some of the bigger games that have, that have come out um, like this year. I want to say they're even upgrading, even upgrading like some older games. Are they not? Or are I, don't, they? I don't know. Possibly. No, whatever. Yeah. It's just speculation at this point. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to get it. I have some time before to decide it because i mean you can pre-order up till the day before so it doesn't really right. matter right yeah and, and the only reason why i want to pre-order uh valhalla is so that i can preload it and just play it at midnight when it comes out next next monday night yeah you gotta stay up late hell yeah you gonna do a live stream hell no <laughs> <laughs> a million people are gonna do live streams live streams of that i don't need to do that yeah but for our five loyal fans they want to see clay carson stroman stream it easy with the middle name there buddy hey, i told you i was gonna throw it out there eventually whoa 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 ooh, 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 ooh. you should have should have ran that by me first that's all right i'll edit it out No one who's not anyone who's listening and not <laughs> that's watching. Just an, that's an Easter egg for the people watching on YouTube. <laughs> um, he just for anybody listening and not watching, he mouthed the words "No, I won't." After he said he would edit it out. That is correct. Traitor, traitor. I'm sorry. Treacherous. Um, moving on to television, Netflix is working on some across. Uh, God, uh, what is an Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Eid. Assassin's Eid, some Assassin's Creed shows. There's going to yeah, be, uh, or I mean, they're working on Ubisoft, Ubisoft shows. Um, Assassin's Creed is going to be live action, and it's going to be the first of multiple Ubisoft Netflix um, projects, which are going to be and like, that, um, I mean, that's anime, the that... animation, and live action stuff. And I want to say I heard that they're going to, um, they're going to work on like several. So you mentioned uh, anime, animation, live action. I want to say that they're planning on doing all of that within Assassin's Creed. In and mm. of itself, interesting. Um, I know that they're making more Ubisoft shows. I could see them making a Far Cry show because a Far Cry show, I think, would would kill on Netflix. Like that's yeah. a Far Cry is a real. I mean, Far Cry is super popular for a reason. They always have really good stories. They're always in really cool settings. Um, I mean, same thing with Assassin's Creed. So, like, I feel like this shit was kind of made for Netflix. Yeah. And I, for one, am pumped. I'm big ass Creed guy. In case anybody here didn't know, big ass Creed guy. Yeah, so I will I will gobble up anything. Okay, that that's gonna keep me on Netflix, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I mean, you could always just cancel it and then wait for right. the show to come out and then right re up. Right, because because my Netflix loyalty is going to it's going to be shaken come January first when um, the office is gone. Yes. So we'll see how that plays out. But these Assassin's Creed shows, that's a big draw for me and. I really want them to do so like the live action one specifically. I really want them to do it as like an anthology series where they do like, let's say they do like Ezio for one season uh, in Rome. And then the next season they could do like Edward in the Caribbean with pirates. Sure. 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 Like I that. like that. Or they could do like some new characters in new settings too. And just I like, like explore that. the lore a little bit more, but, and I want, I want that. That would be cool, but I don't want any like, 
animus stuff. Like I want it to be straight, like it's happening in that time. You know what I mean? So that's, that's something that I want to, I want, I think that there, there has to be a little bit of the modern day stuff for Assassin's Creed to work. Like, I don't know. The animus is a, the animus is a big part of it. I mean, that's the only reason any of this. Yeah. But we all, the only reason we're able to access the past. Anybody who's watching the show knows what the animus is and people who don't know what the animus is, aren't going to care if it's not there. You know what I mean? Mm, okay maybe but that's one of the main so did you ever see the movie the assassin's creed movie with michael fassbender and you say assbender yeah 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 i saw it (laughs) um so the movie sucked unfortunately it did and one of the things i disliked the most about it was that most of the movie took place early i don't know half or most or whatever seemed to take place in the modern day um which was which was lame obviously that's not the draw of assassin's creed it's the historical settings the historical characters and you know just playing around with like historical events mm-hmm. and like having like having a part in all that mm-hmm. and uh yeah so to make most of it take place in the modern day that's just a big mistake and they wanted to take that movie and they wanted it to appeal to both assassin's creed fans and just like moviegoers who might be interested in a movie like that too mm-hmm. So they did a bunch of different things with like the sci-fi elements in the modern day and the animus was a whole completely different thing. Like instead of a table that you lay down on or a matrix thing, it was like some, did you, you saw it, right? It was like, yeah, it was like fucking Jack like, in and he's like in like a and it like, like mechanical it like, claw. It like picks him up and carries him around this big room as he's moving and like jumping in the past. Yeah. Like, it's no, like it was really fucking like a, stupid. Almost like it's like a VR experience or like, some haptic feedback from ready player one or something. Yeah. Um, it, that was stupid. Very. But so I, I hope that the, I hope the show can learn from the mistakes that the movie made um, because, you know, assassin assassin's creed is all about history and mm-hmm. you know what they say about people who don't learn from history. What do they say? Clay? They'll repeat that shit. That's the quote word for word. They'll repeat that shit. Mm-hmm. They sure will. Um, but okay, so Clay would like to see animus stuff. Caleb could do without it. He doesn't really care. What do but you guys it, think? Keep it to five percent though. Five percent. Okay, I could deal with five percent. Five percent animus stuff. Want, you know, okay, so fucking I don't remember. Five percent in the past. <laughs> I think it was Assassin's Creed two, maybe. I think we watched this at your house on your computer one time, actually. It was like a film about Ezio and his mm-hmm. uncle, and like yep. it was like low budget and shit, but that that movie was better than the Fassbender movie, mm-hmm. and yep. that probably took maybe five hundred bucks to make. Yep. yep. Do you you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So Netflix learned from that, recreate that type of shit. Yeah. All you need is five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, in other TV news, this is a quick one. It's just fun. Chappelle show. It's on Netflix and HBO Max. How it's on both, I don't know. I don't know how contracts work, but interesting. it's on both. Do you have a favorite skit? Hmm. There's so many classic ones. Uh, sure I, like the, I like the Tyrone Biggums <clears throat> one when he's talking to the kids in school. That's a good one. Wayne mm-hmm. Brady. That's a classic. And mm-hmm. of course, uh, Clarence, the KKK guy. That's it. That's always a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Clayton um, Bigsby. That's Clayton Bigsby, yeah. Clayton Bigsby. Wasn't that in like the very first episode, actually? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. 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 So that's that's a classic. Um, 
and being in the first episode, it's like he started off strong with Clayton Bigsby just being a part of it. It's like, okay, we know we know what the vibe of the show is going to be right. forever. Um, we got like player hater ball. We got oh, yes. the, 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 the draft. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. The draft, the race draft. Yeah. Um, we have uh, the Charlie Murphy Prince episode. Oh, where yeah. The Charlie where, Murphy ones are cold. Where Prince dunks on him at the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I will be going back through this, through this show once it uh, when is it supposed to hit? It's already there. Okay, there we it go. Was, it was uh, November first, I believe, so it's on there. We're in it. And I, I double checked. I looked at both Netflix and my HBO Max, and it was on both. So, okay, there we go. We're getting in there. The pop copy one, I like that one. It was like an instructional video for that office supply store. Because mm-hmm. fuck them. That's why. It's a yep. great line. Um, moving on to movies. So. Shang-Chi wrapped production with zero positive COVID cases, which I thought was like a great feat. Number one, the news here, we're, we're, we're done with Shang-Chi. It's, it's already wrapped, but then no, no cases. Yeah, that's awesome. Shang-Chi obviously being our upcoming Kung Fu Marvel movie, mm-hmm. which should be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a solid achievement there. Yeah, good for them. Good job, yeah. Shang-Chi crew. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got COVID on almost any or every NFL team right now. Yeah, I just a news alert. I don't remember who it was for, but two players are are out because of COVID protocols. But yeah, there was so I I don't know why I can't think of the team right now, but there was a team where one of their offensive linemen got COVID, and mm-hmm. they were considering just pulling the entire offensive line for that game. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I believe they ended up um, testing negative the rest of them, but you know, those guys are so close together, like in the trenches together in right. practice and in the games. Um, that would have, I mean, that, that would have been crazy if you have to pull your entire offensive line, like you might as well just postpone the game altogether. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shang-Chi, good work. Shang-Chi, good job. Uh, WB is committed to Christmas release for Wonder Woman 84. Christmas is in, we'll just call it a month and a half. Do we really so, foresee the theaters opening in a month and a half? So no, although Christmas is a big movie theater holiday. It is. I've never actually gone to the movie theater on Christmas, but. So I have okay. multiple times. Okay. Like the Star Wars movies tend to come out on Christmas. Um, I want to say I've seen, I think I saw two out of the most recent trilogy on Christmas, like when they came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you sure those didn't come out in the summer? I am. I saw The Force Awakens on Christmas Day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. I saw I saw them all in theaters. I just I've never been to the theater on, on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like you know because you have Christmas Eve you're with your family. You have Christmas Day you're with your family. Mm-hmm. And maybe like after presents after dinner you know turkey ham whatever you're having. Mm-hmm. maybe it's i mean i don't know maybe it just makes sense to go catch a movie after that I it guess. has it at least has for me more than once yeah well we'll see i I just i mean theaters still aren't even open in our state so right right so, so has, we're not gonna see it on christmas so is it is it warner brothers committing to this or is it gal because i thought i had seen something about gal gadot saying saying that like yeah like um, we're still shooting for christmas but like what I read said Warner Brothers committed. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I mean, I yeah. I mean, we'll see. 
at some point I would love to see a movie. I don't know that I want to go into a movie theater in 2020. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, it's dirty in there. <laughs> it's dirty in there. That's they just need to put up like, they need to make movie theaters like a bubble experience. Each person gets their own bubble. Okay. How do you, how do you propose that happens? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not okay. The logistics are not up to me, right? I, oh, it's you're just to the, throw. the idea I'm guy. I'm planting the look. I'm planting the seed. I'm just the idea guy. So mm-hmm. I'm planting the seed. I'm throwing it out there, and then the powers that be, you know, the people who really make this shit work, figure it out. All right, you heard that movie theater? Can't be that hard. People. Even if you want to put me in one of those, like, you know, those blow up things. You, it's like a ball that goes around you, and you can like run into your friends with it. Yeah, like you know the hamster ball things. Yeah, s- sort of. Um, just give me one of those. About. I'll walk in. Yeah, just give me one of those. I'll walk in with it. Um, it's fine. It's fine. And do you, can you like sit in that thing? I don't know. I've never been in one. Hmm, okay. Maybe not. I'm gonna go. Just with put probably. it in. Put it in a thing where. Okay, so so this is what it's gonna be. All right. Instead of a chair, it's just gonna be like a platform, flat with a hole in the middle of it, a hole that's big enough to fit the lower half of this, this hamster ball bubble that I'm going to be in. Mm-hmm. So basically you go, you like walk up a, a couple steps on top of the platform, then you plop your feet down into the hole and then they just hang there mm-hmm. while the hole in the platform supports the rest of the bubble. And then you're okay. literally, you're kind of, you're basically just like hanging there watching a movie. Okay. Well, yeah. that's one idea, and um, my idea... It sure think, is one. I think my idea not. would just be to um, keep them closed and, until uh, we have a vaccine. Wow, that was a terrible idea. I know. Where did you? <laughs> how did you even pull that out of your ass like that? Uh, it's a gift to come up with these terrible ideas. All right. That's All why right. you're not the idea guy. That is correct. That's why that is your job. Mm-hmm. I just saved the movie theater industry single-handedly and I'm killing it. So it's not a, it's not a big deal though. Let's, no, let's, you're not a hero. No, no. I mean, do people call me that? Sure. I, I've heard all whispers. The, sure. All the time. Would I call myself that? Probably. <laughs> all right. Let's move into these main topics. We got two, you know, we used to just do one. Now we got two today. First and one, one of them is star Wars. Which it feels is. cool, which feels good. It does. We're, the Mandalorian uh, premiered last Friday, the mm-hmm. first episode of season two. Yes. Um, and I forgot how good, like I didn't forget how good the show was, but like it didn't hit me again until like I, I heard the music and I started watching it again, you know? And I was yep. like, oh shit. Like I was like, I need, I need the second episode. Like give me my, mm-hmm. my next fixed. God, I can't speak tonight. My next fix, but... I'm I'm okay waiting. I'm not going to leave any reviews about fucking releasing it all at once or anything. Okay, so so I have already gotten most of my friends. Um, I wanted to save me asking you for the show here. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask all my, all our viewers too. Um, so me and all my friends have already review bombed the show because they didn't let me binge it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ask me to do the same. No, no, I was going to implore you. Oh, implore me. Yep. Yep. Wow. Just kidding. Nobody, no, we don't review bomb here. No, if you review bomb, get a fucking life. You're dead to us. 
dead. You will never be a master of the culture verse. Never. No longer an acolyte. That is the minimum. That's the minimum requirement to being a master of the culture verse is to never have review bombed anything. Correct. You can give a bad review, but for very specific good reasons, not because you couldn't fucking binge it. Not because you're spoiled and selfish. Good words. All right. The Mandalorian. So I'm going to say this right off the bat. I'm, I'm a Timothy Oliphant fan. I like him. Same. I like I like Raylan Givens. I like Justified. I like, um, I watched I love... the first season of Santa Clarita Diet. I know that's not like him being his badass normal self, but it's still good. I watched the first season of that too. And I love how Timothy Oliphant, he is like the sheriff. He's like right. the Hollywood sheriff. Yeah. Him, <laughs> him and Tommy Lee Jones are different versions of the Hollywood sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, they should, they should do a movie together about like a new, a new sheriff and like an old, you know what I mean? Like a little, yeah. not like a buddy cop, but. I was going to say, I was going to say like a, like a, I don't know, like a, like a disjointed buddy cop where yeah, yeah. he's, he's obviously, Tommy Lee is obviously the grump. Timothy Oliphant is obviously the new hot shot. Mm-hmm. I'd watch the fuck out of that. I absolutely would. 100%. And he's obviously playing essentially a sheriff in Mandalorian, which is cool. Space, mm-hmm. space like marshal. marshal. Yep. The marshal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we open, we see Mando. He's at this like fight pit, whatever. He's asking about where this, this, I can't remember this dude's name. I didn't realize this was John Leguizamo until I was reading I didn't, the credits. I didn't either until I saw it in the credits. Yeah. I said, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, I need to go back and like rewatch and like, you listen. can probably, so I was thinking if I rewatch it, I could probably tell by his voice. Right. But like just off the bat, like, you don't know, just like in, um, was it force awakens? You, I didn't know it was Simon Pegg in that fucking yep. ship. Yep. Anyway, they do really that a lot. That. They do that a lot with a lot mm-hmm. of actors. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Um, What's Bond's da- name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig was a, what a stormtrooper at one point for no reason. Yeah. And I'm dropping my gun. That was him. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so he's trying to find the Mandalorians because that's that's the last thing the armorer told him to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll help him um, take the child and mm-hmm. find its own kind, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So this guy obviously double the child, crosses the child being Baby Yoda, obviously. Baby Yoda, of course. Yes. Um, this guy obviously double crosses him. And I like when shit's about to go down, baby Yoda knows and he just like pops himself into the little carriage. So they, they showed that in the trailer and I was just like, like you knew it was going to happen in that opening scene. Like you mm-hmm. can tell that that was the scene that happened. In, and it's still, even though we'd seen it a bunch of times in the trailer, it was still hilarious. Yes. I agree. Like baby Yoda does not miss baby Yoda. Keep shooting. You will never miss. No. Yeah. Side note. Do you watch SNL? I do. Did you see the weekend update? They had Baby Yoda on. Um, I so I did not. I saw it on a thumbnail on YouTube, but I, okay. I didn't. I didn't watch SNL this weekend. Okay, Baby Yoda is like a fucking like TikToker kind of Force. vibe going on Naturally. there. Naturally, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's it's humorous. Check okay. it out. Okay. Anyway, so Mando like beats all these guys' asses because he's a badass and that's mm-hmm. what he does. And he gets the guy to tell him where uh, he knows of a Mandalorian being, which was Mos Pelgo. Um, goes to Mos Pelgo, sees uh, Timothy Oliphant. Um, he takes off his helmet and he's like, whoa, you're, you're not actually a Mandalorian because we know they don't take off their helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make this deal where uh, he'll give Mando the armor back if Mando helps him 
defeat this um, crate dragon. And that's pretty much the episode is them figuring out how to beat the crate dragon, having yep. the Tuscan Raiders and the villagers kind of combine forces to take this down. Cause there's been some animosity. The, you know, the Raiders are obviously raiding shit and killing mm-hmm. um, some of the villagers. So they're not too happy about working with them, but As all raiders the do. Yes. But all their differences are put aside for the good of both parties and they defeat the dragon. So now we can go into details about what we thought. Yeah. First of all, the, that dragon is dope. Yes. Um, that was, yeah. Uh, so I had, apparently that had been, that had been a creature that had been hinted in, in star Wars in the past. Sure. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I was watching like a breakdown in, in, um, mm-hmm. a new hope there's, you can see a skeleton SC three APOs wandering yeah, through the desert. Yeah. yeah. So we get to see the crate dragon. It's badass. Uh, I really liked how the marshal, like part of his thing was to connect us as the viewers to past star Wars. Like he, obviously was wearing Boba Fett's armor. Mm-hmm. Like you could see it pretty much right off the bat. Like, yep. okay, that looks pretty familiar. Um, and also at one point he was, that speeder that he was riding was a piece of either, okay, so it was either a piece of Anakin's uh, pod racer from the mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. or it's a common speeder that Anakin used two of to make his pod racer out of. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, are kind of I, like I've seen some people say it wasn't Anakin's and some people say it was it, it, at any rate it's from a pod uh, either way it's the same it's the same thing it's the yeah. same setup like it's the same version of something that Anakin used or it's straight from his pod racer right yeah which is um, cool which is cool very cool um so what do you what do you think of the episode overall so this all right so I have some other friends Ethan and and some other boys um we talked about last season how some episodes are kind of like one and done episodic episodes where some kind of move the larger um story along and give us more this was one of those more one of those one and done type of deals i think it was both sure but okay but for the most for the most part it was pretty contained yes yes i'll I'll grant you kind of both but yes for the most part let's just say for argument's sake this one is a contained one what how do you feel about those? Because I don't mind the one and dones just based off like I like Westerns. Westerns are really cool. I want to make a Western one day. And yep. I know a lot of things in Westerns, they're, they're kind of like quests or whatever. And then you have these little stops along the way, which don't particularly add to the overall story. Um, but it does add to uh, the character and building the world him up or, or um, having them learn something. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I I like it. So I'm I will subscribe to that um, that like concept that layout because because I just want to see more of like what's happening in the world of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. So Mando taking these side quests to different planets we've never seen before in this universe, and meeting different characters that we've never seen before in this universe, and learning about how different uh, like cultures work and things like that. Like that's like they're showing us these things as he's doing these one and done like side quest episodes. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it gives us another, I don't know, just a, another form of world building as he's just like going around the galaxy doing his thing. I think that's, I mean, Mando's pretty unique in that they can, they have the freedom to do that with the show. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I like, I like Westerns and this was like straight up spaghetti Western. Like 
Mando oh, even going dude. into town, you had like the one road that goes through the town. You had the yep. marshal. You had like a standoff in the fucking. Well, he, wa- he walks into the saloon, and then they have yeah. like, a solid standoff there. Right, like this was like yep. total spaghetti western. It was great. I loved mm-hmm. it. Which this show oh, is yeah. basically a space western. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy those one and dones. I don't mind that they're not moving the story along at a, a giant leap. Maybe like a a step. We'll say. Right, like this one. I feel like the the actual like plot development that happened in this one was in the last like few seconds. Yes. A couple things, a couple things at the beginning when we learn about like what his mission is and what he's like, where he's looking to go and who he's looking to find and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end when there was, you know, obviously a bit of a, bit of a big reveal. Right. right? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got who appears to be, I say appears because he's all of the clones look exactly the same. Or because they're look, clones look like this guy right um appears to be boba fett at the end just kind of like watching over the happenings um you say appears i say it is it's boba fett yes. i mean because his his armor was in the episode um mm-hmm. boba so i don't so I, I guess my thing is okay if boba fett's around why is he letting this guy traipse around in his armor that's that's a big question i've been seeing around the interwebs not well, sure. i mean we'll find out we'll find yeah. out what he's doing it seems like he's kind of like a bit of a recluse or maybe he's like like laying low or something mm-hmm. he's just kind like of kind dressed of, like a tuscan raider yeah he kind of was and i think that was probably just so he could like kind of fit in you know laying mm-hmm. low but um, i mean it's, that's a big reveal because, especially because obviously the explanation was that he died way back in the sarlacc pit correct so like a bit didn't. like like a bitch <laughs> so it's right. good it's good to know that Boba Fett, who was supposed to be this badass bounty hunter and was one of the most popular characters in Star Wars, mostly because he just looked really cool. Like that was one of the most popular toys at one point, like decades ago, I know. Sure, yeah. Um, it's cool to know that he didn't go out just like a bitch by just like falling I'm into a pit. how he survived. I have, I have seen somebody was talking about how like when the Sarlacc was eating other people, it just like ate them. But when it ate Boba Fett, it burped so mm-hmm. their theory was maybe the beskar armor isn't digestible for the sarlacc and he kind of had some indigestion maybe threw him up or some something uh to that effect which i was like all right i'll, I'll buy it i guess but okay. apparently we saw and i didn't realize this until i was watching a breakdown we saw um boba well we didn't see him we heard boba fett last season um don't remember the episode but all right so there was a woman and you hear spurs, right? And then you assume she gets got, but we don't see who gots her. Mm-hmm. You like that grammar? I love it. Okay. So what, episode, hear are we ta- what episode are we talking about? Um, I'll have to double check. Give me okay. a second, but let me finish. All right. So we hear the spurs. We don't see who's the spurs. We assume she gets got. Um, and then when he's walking away at the end of this episode, we hear the same spurs implying that it was him mm. in that um season one episode okay i'm gonna have to look into that because i forget interesting and i didn't get through my mando season one rewatch no how far did you get uh okay so last week i mentioned that i had watched episode one and two yeah that's (laughs) that's as far as i got (laughs) oh my god i was about to say is that is that where it ended season Mm -hmm. one and two Uh, yeah it's all she wrote so yeah it happens it happens so i failed there i failed there um, but obviously if you know anything about me, I don't finish things. You get about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get anywhere near halfway through this time. So I think I'm getting worse. Near. I'm getting worse with age. 
why do you think that is? Like, is your memory going or are you just losing interest faster? Do you need some Adderall? No, I think it's more my attention span. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. And so I hope that, do you think that we're going to see Timothy Oliphant, his marshal going forward? Yes. Okay. Apparently he's a big deal in, in the books. So good. Cool. And yeah. also it's kind of like last season where we would meet these characters in one episode and then towards the end, they all kind of came together. I think it's going to be the same, right. Same type of uh, vibe here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we got Jedi involved in this season. We've got more Mandalorians involved in this season. We've still got the dark saber out there somewhere with mm-hmm. Moff Gideon. It was, I'm sorry, I haven't been talking that much because I was looking that up for you, but it's at the end of the fifth episode of season one um, where he meets that other bounty hunter um, named Toro and they help with that assassin, Finnick, Shand, who was... uh, Yep, yep. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So it's at the end of that episode. Okay, okay. Um, Wait, who got got in that episode? um, The... Spurs come up to Finnick, the assassin. No, okay. things here, Matthew, both Finnick and Toro are dead by the end of the episode, but Finnick's death may have bigger ramifications for Mando as the episode ends with a mysterious figure approaching her corpse and kneeling next to it. That's what it is. Okay. I haven't watched it in a year. You know, it's, oh, it's... okay. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And okay, so we're thinking that that was Boba Fett, which yes. makes sense because it seems like maybe he's just kind of been in the background. Right, because I mean, it's bit. both of them. Both of these events happen on Tatooine. We hear the the yep. Spurs. Apparently, we hear the Spurs in the original, um, in a deleted scene um, that was updated by George in like 1997. He added Spurs to Boba Fett, so it's kind of like hmm. that that okay. deal here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll um, I'll accept it. I'll buy it. But yeah, no, I'm interested to see more of Boba Fett. Why? Okay, so also we've got about three more minutes to talk about this before we have to move on. Um, but so there's also a debate in the Star Wars fandom as to whether Django and Boba are actual Mandalorians. Have you have you heard this debate? I've heard that they aren't. Exactly. That's that's yeah. the, the general consensus is that they aren't. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So which which I mean, if they if they were, then the entire clone army would be Mandalorian. Is that would is that well, what Mandalorian? The idea don't would be? think of it. I mean, <clears throat> God, it's damn, more of a it's more favorite. of a more of a culture than a. Than a, like a nation or than like an ethnicity. Correct. Yeah. So, so just like kind of uh, Jen, our, our Mando here, Pedro Pascal, he wasn't like born into it, but you know, I mean, he was a it, foundling. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. That doesn't necessarily have to matter about the whole clone army being Mandalorians. They could, but we know that Django was like a great warrior, mm-hmm. but there's also some, or the consensus is that he stole his Mandalorian armor from an actual Mandalorian, which would be very yeah. difficult, right? Because these guys are like right. warriors. Right. Not, I mean, not only did we know that Jango was a great warrior, we also know that he didn't like Jedi, which the Mandalorians, you know, they were their whole thing was kind of just to fight the Jedi back in the day. Yeah, which I, which I think it would be more interesting. I don't know why everybody thinks they're or says or conscribes all of the above to them not being Mandalorians. Like I, I don't. I think it's more interesting if they are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, going off of this, so if they're not Mandalorians, that could explain why he doesn't care to get that armor back. Maybe he sees it as some kind of disgrace because, you know, or maybe he's given up that kind of lifestyle to live more nomadic. 
I think that if if he's not Mandalorian, there would be no disgrace involved whatsoever. Um, well, he could still be prideful and like that's right. that's just kind of like okay, I fucked up in that suit. Let's just kind of do my own thing for a minute. Okay, fair. I guess if he's not Mandalorian, it's a lot easier for him to drop the suit. Right, because I feel like if he was Mandalorian, even if there was disgrace, he'd still want the armor back, right? Right, because it's dope-ass armor. Like, it literally, the marshal took that armor and ended up, like, he, how long, I don't know how long it said he had the armor, but it, he mentioned something about, like, this is how, this is how I was able to, like, save our city or something well, like that. Like, how this long, is the only way I was able to fight. How long was, this is five years after the Empire Falls, isn't it? Something like that. So he's probably had it for about four and a half, five years, or maybe four, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because we so. see him in that in that right, um right. bar when the Death Star blows up. Right. Then he starts wandering, then the Jawas find him, and that's when he gets the armor and comes back yeah. and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, I thought I just thought it was cool how they made it very clear, like the difference that that type of armor can make. That's like a suit of Beskar can actually make. Oh, for like, sure, yeah. Like until I until I found this armor, like we were all fucked, basically. So what's Mando gonna do with this armor? So he wants to, he probably wants to just bring it back to his people, right? But he doesn't know, we don't know, he doesn't know where he's going anymore, right? Because that was the right. Mandalorian that that guy thought or thought right. was a Mandalorian, but it's not. Right. So he's going to hang on to the armor. I, I don't know. So, if, I mean, if him and Marshall are boys now, then he probably will let him wear it again. But I think ultimately the deal will be this has to still end up, you know, with my people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Mando is very, very much like like he very much adheres to the code and everything like that so yeah like at the end of the day he wants that armor back with his boys yeah um but if he was gonna let him wear it again wouldn't he just let him keep it i don't know yeah yeah i don't know probably probably maybe or maybe they're just gonna stick together and whenever times get tough he's like all right throw that shit on suit up suit up bitch um no but i am very excited to see Number one, more of Django F- or Boba Fett, excuse me, because um, mm-hmm. you're right. Like the original trilogy, they built him up to be this real badass motherfucker. We don't really see him do shit in the original trilogy. No, and Django didn't do shit either. I mean, they built Django up. I mean, obviously that that was later when the prequels came out, but mm-hmm. Django supposedly was you know the first one, and he was supposed to be this badass, mm-hmm. and you know he went out like kind of a bitch too. He lost his head. Yeah, Mace Windu. You did yep. it. R.I.P., yep. buddy. We did it too. Um, I do like that they've got the same actor, though, because, you know, he, Jang, uh, Boba was a clone of Django, so it's cool that yep. they got the same actor. For um, sure. Who he also, also does off. voices in, like, the Clone Wars series and stuff like that. Like, he's really As into the, clones. The, the Star yeah. Wars universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, of course, they were going to bring that guy back. Yeah. For sure. Um, anything else before we end? Um, I think we covered... I think we covered most of it so i i mean we've got a lot we already know a bunch of stuff that's going to happen within the season that this episode all like barely built to at all like pretty right. much didn't didn't do anything to move towards and one of them which is maybe the most intriguing to me is ahsoka tano is going to be part of this at some point and we we know this for sure this isn't just a rumor yeah she's uh played by rosario dawson is that her was name? that for the mandalorian i thought that was for something separate no no, oh. no that's that's for mando Oh, well, shit. Fuck me. So we will have Ahsoka, who is obviously one of the, probably one of the most popular Star Wars characters right now. No, yeah. Especially, who, I mean, Clone, Clone Wars was really big last year. Yeah. Um, 
For those who don't know, Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. She left the Jedi Order. Now she's just kind of righting her own wrongs, like doing doing justice her way. Yeah, yeah. Left the left the Order before um, Order sixty six went down, and all the Jedi got purged. Yes. So she kind of like witnessed, not really witnessed, but she kind of she was kind of there for Anakin's fall into Darth Vaderhood. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and she's dope. She so t- I guess technically now she's a gray Jedi, which is which is somebody who isn't necessarily a Jedi, but but like doesn't adhere. I don't know. I think she's I think she's referred to as a, a gray Jedi, which is somewhere in the middle between mm-hmm. like dark and light. I'm pretty sure her lightsabers are white. They're white. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And they were given to her by Anakin. Mm. But they weren't white when Anakin gave them to her, were they? They were like a... I thought like she a, had to like purify the crystal and that's what made it white because it was from uh, a red lightsaber. I mean, Anakin gave her white ones in Clone Wars. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I'll get back to you. Okay, cool. All right. So cool, cool, cool. we're excited for Fridays again because we got the Mandalorian. It's, mm-hmm. it's replacing the boys um, for the time being, which is great. But we've also got to talk Bachelorette. So we sure do this episode. All right. So I'm not sure that she's at Hannah Brown level. She might be, um, you know, I don't like Hannah Brown, um, but Claire, I really am starting not to enjoy. Okay. So uh, you were very casual about that. I, I think that, I think that Claire hands down is the worst bachelorette at this point. I okay. Think okay. Okay. She's the worst. We know she's going to leave next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight, actually, we're film. We're we're recording mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Tuesday mm-hmm. night. Thursday. Thursday. They what? moved it because of election. Oh, oh shit! That's right. Oh, of course. Duh. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. So we know that she's going to leave Thursday night. Which mm-hmm. I mean, she, and the way that she handled herself on this episode was abysmal. It was like embarrassing. Um, and I actually read. I actually read um, an article from, and it had quotes from like some of the creators, like some of the producers, right, of the show. And they said, yeah, there was a very specific point uh, in while we were filming where we realized that this was not going to work out and whether she wanted to or not, or not we were going to have to move on from Claire. And oh, it was yeah. when she, re- it, yeah, and it was when she refused to give out the rose in this last episode for the yes. group date. She yep. gave it to herself like some little, I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to call her a name, but um that dude that was one of like the i don't even really know how to ex- explain it i had never seen something like that on oh, the yeah. show before and like I that knew, was uh, that was like that was like almost like pathetic it's like what are you like what are you trying to accomplish here claire yeah. literally you are wasting these guys like everyone's time and it's so clear yeah let's let's start at the beginning of the episode so we have the cocktail party and we have yosef pull claire aside and he's just being a total douchebag the villain yes um which I guess we got to get rid of this villain because we're about to get rid of our bachelorette. But he mm-hmm. like just kind of, I don't know, talks down to her, berates her. Like he's not being a good guy. Dude, I thought that his goal in talking to her because after the dodgeball game, you know, he was he was like fed up. He was like, uh, you would never catch me dead doing that. Like, yeah. I can't believe she did that. She's so childish. Like, mm-hmm. and and then he was like, I'm going to I'm going to have to say something to her. Like, I'm going to have right. to talk to her. And so first, first off, I'm thinking like, okay, yo, is this even a good idea in the first place? Because it's really not that big of a deal. Like everybody just was kind of having fun. And he wasn't even on the date. Right. And you weren't even on the date. 
nobody made you do it. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, what are you trying to, what are you trying to do sticking up for what yourself or them or your daughter or whatever he wanted to, to make it out to be. But then, you know, it seemed like, okay, you got to assume that this guy is going to have some tact and is going to just be like, look, Claire, you know, I just want to respectfully let you know that like I, it made me feel uncomfortable that you were making all those guys get naked. And, you know, if it would have been me, I would have hoped that like, maybe, you know, you wouldn't expect that of me or something like with my daughter watching, but no, he straight up was like, I'm ashamed to know you. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he said almost that quote for quote. He was, was basically ridiculous. like, yeah, and he went at, he went in on her. He basically was, he, he kind of like tore her a new one. When he started talking to her, I, you know, for the first like few sentences, it was like, okay, like he's, he's keeping his cool a little bit. Maybe he's being a little over aggressive, but like, it's not like crazy yet. And then he basically, she didn't even talk. She let him talk for a long time. And Mm -hmm. his thing turned from something like halfway respectful to just complete disrespect to Claire in general, which, which at the end of the day, in my opinion, as just a humble bachelorette viewer that is a much worse look for his daughter than anything he would have done in his underwear playing dodgeball correct which he's been modeling on his instagram all in his underwear as of late so i don't get what so this dude so this dude really is just the villain and that's pretty much it correct and okay so like he's doing all this talking and she even says he says something like i would never do that and she says yeah that's why you weren't chosen for that date Right, and then when she tries to talk, he's like, "No, no, no!" I, I, she's he wouldn't let her like get a word in, and then she's finally right. like, "You know what?" And then no, she was like, wait, 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 letting you talk. You asked me to let you talk. I did. Now it's my right. turn. You piece of shit." Right, and then as he goes out, of course, he throws that line we've seen in the trailers. I expected more from the oldest bachelor. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of douchebaggery on his way out, and then, um, you know, of course, Dale comes to the rescue. Um, of course, of course, of course. Um, oh, and, and, and actually we'll talk, we'll obviously get into it. I don't know if, if we're getting there yet, but Dale has become one of my least favorite characters as well <laughs> in any, in history. Yeah. We can talk about that during the rose step, uh, rose yeah. part. Yeah. But then the rose ceremony happens and we say bye to Blake and Garen and Tyler S who like, who gives a shit then mm-hmm. like, I, we're not at the point And I guess we're not going to get to that point where the guys have made a big enough impact where I care who's going home just yet, you know? Right. Right. Although there was one situation in this episode that, that hurt me a little bit. We'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then we have the group date that wasn't. So we had Jason, Jay, Easy, Chasen, Blake, Ed, Riley, and Dale. And they're just sitting there all fucking day, just waiting, waiting, waiting for their date. And then Claire comes in and she's like, oh, sorry. Um, we're not going to do a date. We'll just have a cocktail hour, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, that's kind of like fucked up, right? They've been sitting here all day and you don't even want to come and uh, let them know like, you know what? We can just like hang out at the pool or something. You're just like nothing. Dude, she, yeah, she made it so clear numerous times in this episode that she does not give a living shit about any one of those guys other than Dale. Correct. Like, literally, she could, she could not be more disinterested in the rest of the guys. For like, real. It, it, she literally couldn't in any circumstance. Um, so yeah, they, she's like, we're just do a cocktail. They get ready for their cocktail hour or whatever. And even then she like only really spends time with Dale. Like first he takes her off for like, he says, I only need five minutes with her. He's gone for like an hour, an hour. They're out. They're like in 
her cabana or her suite or whatever, making out all over the bed, grinding, dry humping, whatever you want to call it, doing the devil's tango. Um, Mm -hmm. Then finally, easy, like goes looking for her. He like knocks on the fucking door and then Dale like tries to hide, I guess. Like we don't fucking know he's in there. And then that just leads to more awkwardness when easy's just like, uh, uh, okay. And she's like, oh no, we can talk. And then Dale's like, all right, I'll bounce. And then he like kind of leaves and then they're just kind of like awkwardly sitting there. And then, so she's like not giving any of these guys any, any of her attention really. And Dale sneaks back in at one point and he just like, um, I think it was, I don't remember who it was, um, but they're like, oh yeah, Dale came in and stole her. He was, and, yeah, he was like, oh, I, I didn't know someone else was in here. Right. Like, I'm literally like, that guy, that guy about? could not, that guy could not stay away from her room. Like he just couldn't, he physically could not bring himself to have any distance between him and that room. Right. It was like, it was a <laughs> magnet. Like he's like, Oh, I was, I was just going to the bathroom. I was like, and, and he how couldn't, the fuck and did he couldn't, end up in her room. And he couldn't talk about it either. Like literally. So before this episode, I thought Dale was this like smooth criminal, like smooth operator. Like, you know, he's cool. Like he talks well, like he always knows what to say and things like that. He, he looked like absolutely pitiful in this episode. Whenever they called him out, he goes back to the group. He goes back to the group and obviously they're all thinking one thing. Hey, fuck you, Dale. Like, who do you think you, who do you think you are? And he's like stumbling over his word. He's like, what? He's like, has that stupid grin on his face. He's like, yeah. yeah, I just, I was just going to the bathroom and then, and then I saw them and, and then I saw you guys and I didn't know who was what or what was what, <laughs> but I, I was going to the bathroom, like, like I was saying. And, and then, so, and then like, I think it was easy. It was like, bro, just own up to it. Like literally right. we all know what you're doing. It's so, it's so very clear. That like, was the worst part. Just own up to it, dude. It's fine. And he still was just like, no, no, I was going to, um, to the bathroom and then I saw, I didn't know where this was. And, and then I saw you guys and then, and then I, I did this and it, it was like, it, yeah. it was like embarrassing to watch him try to like stammer over his words. And I, I thought he was a smooth guy, but no, he, it turns out like literally he can't even make something up. Like, <laughs> didn't even have anything to say. Right. Finally, Riley's just like, what, whatever, man, like you just do, you will just leave it alone, I guess. Cause like he could not come up with an excuse. Everybody knew he was lying. It was just, God. embarrassing all around and then he walks back in there yeah while somebody else is in there it's like dude like then so i mean at the end of the day none of it none of what him and claire did in that situation mattered like it at the end of the day it doesn't matter because yeah she's gonna go home with him yeah you know in the next episode yeah. forever for uh, yep so she gives out the group date rose surprise surprise it goes to fucking dale <laughs> and then we'll move on to our one-on-one with Zach J. So they have this or Zach J. Well, eh, well, we'll get to that part. So we start with a, a spa date and uh, that's going all right, I guess. So then they go to the pool and she's like, all right, you want to get ready for dinner or whatever? And he's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And so God, so she like leans in to kiss him. He doesn't move, but she like stops like right there. He doesn't move. And then I she's think like, he, I, okay, so he leaned in a little bit. I, she, I rewatched the tape. He didn't lean in at all. N- no, she leaned in like she was going to go full force, like she was going to go all the way. He stayed still probably to stop a collision. Because she was already coming in hard. Right. right? Yeah, so and she's, then she, she, she manuf- stops like right there. She manufactured a situation where 
she went in hard and then stopped and was like, oh my God, why did you make that so awkward? And she like turned it into a thing. Yeah. Like, like she's like, seems- oh, you don't want to kiss me? Yada, yada, yada. What the fuck? But then like- he does get a bit aggressive and it is a little e when okay, he's grabbing is, it, her and trying to it is it is a little e but but also that guy was be absolutely befuddled in that moment sure like, yeah he, he was he know, was definitely he didn't know what the hell was going on like because she she just like made that she made that happen she orchestrated that mm-hmm. so that she could i think she did that so she could send him home like she wanted to she could have just not given him the rose on the date she, but she but look you forget she's awful <laughs> so i one thing i want to mention i thought it was hilarious how um when she so she chose the date with zach she's like all smiles at the beginning she's talking to the camera about you know i'm present i'm feeling good you know i only have eyes for zach i've got a fun day playing with him like keyword i'm quote present mm-hmm. and then the first chance that she got on that spot date she's telling the camera God, I just want to be with Dale right now. Yeah. Oh, I wish <laughs> Dale was on this date. I was like, are you fucking like, kidding me? Like I've never, I've never seen a bachelorette behave like that. Like while she's on a date with somebody else, especially so early mm-hmm. and in group dates, like just blatantly only caring about one guy and absolutely not giving a shit about anybody else around her, even though she's the one, she's the one they're there for putting their lives on hold for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. And of course, of course, after that, she doesn't even come out to tell him that he's going home. She has Chris Harrison do it. Well, she um, she was she was a bit shaken up from his aggressiveness. Um, you see her crying in the in the in her suite after that, and um, she mentions about she mentions like past relationships. Um, so I, I mean, I, I guess it it like brought up. I thought some I thought things. her whole I thought her whole thing was about the fact that. Was it about him being a little grabby after it? Because yes, I think I, I think she was, got upset about the, him not kissing her, not moving in for the kiss. But then the grabbing afterwards is what really like shook her or or um, uh, put her in in whatever state she was when she was in the suite. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, every every one of these situations just makes it really clear that so Claire's Claire's whole thing, right, is that you know she's she's like so strong because she's gotten through past traumas and she's gotten over it. And now she's in a new phase of her life and she's better and she's stronger, but no, every single thing that she does, she brings up well because of this thing in the past and because of this thing in the past and because of this thing in the past, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very clear that that's still the person that she is, which is unfortunate for everyone else on that show other than Dale. Right. Um, now, I was looking at this article, which is written by a woman. So I don't want anybody to say it's, oh, it's because a man wrote it or whatever. But it says it's talking about this part of the episode. And um, I'm just going to skip. This is like after they're discussing the, did you pull away from me? Why'd you stop? Yada, yada, yada. So it says, now the bachelorette. Um, no, here I go. where are we going? Where's that sentence? All right. What isn't understandable is the way he keeps grabbing Claire by the back of the neck and trying to pull her toward him. It's not great, which we've we've said, yes, that was not a good, not a good look. Very aggressive. aggressive. And now, and then the article goes on. <clears throat> now the bachelorette has a perfect excuse to end the date completely, which I suspect was her goal from the beginning. And then in yep. quotes here, Zach just made me feel extremely uncomfortable. She says that kind of triggers me and kind of scared me. 
um, cut to and then the date with Chris Harrison and the, the date with Chris Harrison that was supposed to be with Claire. But he's like, yeah, so uh, yeah, you're going to have to pack your bags. bags yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, she it, it, it really seemed like she just orchestrated that so she could send the dude home. Mm-hmm. And um, this article, by the way, Entertainment Weekly, um, written by Kristen Baldwin, just so we don't get sued or whatever. Okay. Because we don't have money for that. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got stacks on stacks, beach. Um, anyway, but yeah, so that was really awkward. Sorry, that alarm. Um, that was really awkward. Um, Chris Harrison sends him home. So that's the end of Zach J. Move. And so one of, the, one of the things that I was thinking of is, okay, so she sent Zach J home for basically a reason that she made up, you know, at least at the beginning. Um, and, and then she's just going to leave and a new bachelorette's going to come in. So it's like that dude went home for nothing. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's gone home so far has gone home for nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, never, that's, that's pretty much everybody was, from the beginning of this season. She was never going to give a shit about any of them in the first place. Yeah, which if you believe the rumors, her and Dale were in contact before right. they started filming. So right. you could say, like we said just now, anybody from the beginning had no chance. She Collusion. had already picked Dale before he even came out of the limo. Womb. The womb, yes. Before he even came out of the womb. <laughs> Moving on to group date number two, probably one of my favorite dates in Bachelor at History, the roast of Dale. Yeah. <laughs> so they bring in Margaret Cho um, to kind of, I guess, teach these guys how to write jokes and how to, how to roast people or whatever. And I, I don't know how Claire didn't see this coming, but like the guys. Well, all, because she, like, cause she's awful. Yes, that's that's the title of this episode because mm-hmm. she's awful. Um, I don't think we can make that the title. We might get some flack for being um, misogynists. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to be our title. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll find a better title. But um, so they write jokes, and a lot of them, or all of them, do roast Dale with like one or two jokes. But Bennett just goes in. And Bennett, I said, was my favorite last episode. Like, he really solidified mm-hmm. himself. I, I thought he was going to be the villain, but he really turned it around for me. Yep. So Bennett just goes in on Dale, joke after joke. Some of them aren't even good, but I'm still laughing just yep. because it's Bennett and his delivery and, like, everybody else in the room is just, like, loving it. Yep. <laughs> then afterwards, okay, so we do the roast of Dale. She's like, oh, this is the part that really got me. When she said... Uh, I didn't appreciate them talking to my fiance like that. I was like, what are you talking about? She's the most disrespectful bachelorette ever. <laughs> For real. There's like, no, literally, there's no re- like you hear her say things like that. And it's like, why am I watching this? Why is she here? Why are they here? Why is this show taking place right now? Like this is completely right. this is pointless. Episode three. Right. Now I've I've heard previous bachelors and bachelorettes say yeah yeah once you get down to maybe like five you kind of know who you're gonna pick or but like they're they're always but they're always careful about how they talk about it Claire yeah just exactly not, Claire just does not care at all now I did have a thought and I don't know I'm I'm curious as to what you think so usually we don't really see those behind the scenes kind of camera angles that often unless it's to like drum up some kind of drama so I'm curious. Because we know the producers edit all of this, like to tell their narrative. I'm curious if other bachelors and bachelorettes have said something like this, which they probably have, but they just choose not to put it in the final edit. But since everybody knew about Claire's thing and to like make it more dramatic and 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 whatnot, they just decided to put her clip in. Do you know? 
Does, does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I think that, I think it's, it's hard to believe that she's the first person who has, who has said something like that. Right. But I do also think that most of most, if not all of the seasons that I've seen have ended where the, um, the bachelor or the bachelorette, they have a hard choice between two people or three or whatever. Mm -hmm. And most Mm -hmm. of them don't even end up with that person anyways. So it's like, they're probably not talking like that about someone. Yeah. They're not going to say like, Oh, my fiance or whatever. Right. Because they're not, they're not like, like from, from what I've seen in past seasons, these people have not been like Claire where it's like, she has absolutely zero disregard for anybody other than one person. Right. Um, So I would, I was like, I'd be surprised if somebody hasn't said something like that before, but not I would, to that extent. I think it's probably safe to say that it's not common and it's nowhere near, yeah, it's nowhere near the same extent or like similar context. Gotcha. Yeah. I, okay. I'd, I'd agree with that. But yeah, dude, when, yeah, when we were watching that, she said that me and me and Leo, my roommate, we just looked at each other literally with like our jaws just down, like, <laughs> like it was like the, like the Nick Young face from the meme, just like, sure. the, yeah. Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Did she really just say that? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, she's kind of the worst. Um, the so worst? then after, yeah, I mean, the group, I, go ahead. No, no, keep going. Keep going. After the group date, uh, we get the cocktail or whatever. And so she's talking to everybody, but all she wants to talk about is Dale. Like with every person she has her little one-on-one time with, all she's bringing up is like, oh, so there was a lot of jokes on Dale. Oh, so Dale yep. this, Dale that. And then one guy, I can't remember who it was. Maybe you do. He was like, yeah, you know, I spent a lot of time talking about Dale or Dale's gotten a lot. He said, Dale's gotten enough uh, airtime. Uh, I want to make a connection with you and talk to you about other. I'm pretty sure that was actually Bennett who said that. Okay, cool. Yeah, See, like he was, like he was very, he was very professional with Claire. Um, after, after that, when they were together, he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, that was just, you know, for fun or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm, you know, I'm ready to talk about like us and things like right. that. Like I, I'm, I'm actually not interested in like continuing to talk about Dale because I already right. did it. Like exactly. Yeah. But then she's like, okay. And then brings up Dale again, like two right. seconds later. So, right. and, and I, somebody else was like, when they, all the dudes were just talking to each other. Um, he was like, yeah, I wrote 42 jokes and only two of them were about Dale. And that's all that's she, wanted. she wanted to talk about. Right. <laughs> um, which is which is awesome because obviously they only showed a few jokes from each person, right? But that roast must have been really long, and like I'm curious to hear some of these other jokes. Yeah, I wish that they would have put that at the end, you know, when they do the little yeah, because the funny because the the guy who said the thing about like writing 20 or 40 jokes or whatever, like he was actually pretty funny. Yeah, what's that? What what's that guy's name again? Don't remember. Cool, cool, <laughs> checks out. Um, there's too many guys for me to care, and Claire doesn't care right now, so it's not helping me care no it's not like usually if the bachelor or bachelorette like gives them some time i get to know them but i don't know anybody other than dale and bennett because he's got such a good personality right um right so and one of one of the things i will say that the main um the main like i don't know the silver lining behind how terrible claire has been and how awful this season has been so far the silver Mm -hmm. lining is that i love how this is bringing the boys together so much. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a season. This is a season of a lot of firsts for me. I've never seen a season where the, the guys like each other as much as they do this season. Like yeah. they all get along except for Dale, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. Um, when someone, when anybody else oversteps, like the Canadian dude did in the last episode, mm-hmm. um, 
after losing the dodgeball game and then going over and like crashing their party like they're still cool they're still generally cool with him after that yeah like they they hate dale but they all like they're just boys they just like enjoy hanging out yeah they all especially when uh the boy band manager guy i forget his name but he started talking about he started just like airing it out he was like look it's very clear that she literally only cares about dale and none of us Mm -hmm. why are we here do you guys notice that too and and Bennett actually was one of the only ones who was like, no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Like he was giving her the benefit of the doubt. He because, did. Cause he's a good dude. But then afterwards um, he was like, yep, no, probably not. Right. Right. Um, and then they're just like further bonding. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out when Tasia gets there Correct. and it turns into an actual game. Cause it hasn't been so far. It hasn't even been anything so far. Right. So then, like we said, after she has, I guess you could call this one-on-one time with the boys on the date, um, she's about to give out the rose. And I called this to Jess. I was like, she's not going to give it to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And then she, she doesn't. She just keeps the rose. She says, so I'm not going to give this to anybody, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, that's not their fault. All you wanted to do was talk about Dale. You didn't get a chance to like really get to know any of them. Right. But it doesn't but you matter. Know she, you, know, you know she likes to orchestrate reasons to not be like cool with other guys that are not Dale. Yep. And she just was waiting for the opportunity to be, to like basically take a whole group out. She basically was like, look, I didn't get what I needed from, yeah, any, that was of, what she from said. any of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, okay, so at the end of the day, what are any of those guys getting from you? Yeah, exactly. It's not just a one-way street. Like they're there for you, but you're, you're also there for all of them too. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the worst kept secret ever, Tasha. This, mm-hmm. oh my God, she comes out of these. I'm sorry, Jess. She comes out of the pool. She's looking fucking like, you know, she, she looks, all I can do is sound effects. She's, she's a goddess. She's a goddess. She and I, I think I literally was like, finally, when she, when she came out of the pool, cause I was like, so ready to be done with Claire. Um, yep. Yep. But yeah, we, hey, a couple more days and we're through Claire. We're, we're done. done with, we Claire. don't ever have to see her again until they do the reunion. Do you think? You think she's going to be on the reunion? No. They have to bring her on the reunion. Okay. They have to bring her and Dale to the reunion with with a ring on her finger, which gotcha. they're with, which they're We wearing. also got maybe they don't stay together. Maybe he like lives with her for through quarantine and he realizes hmm. um so I like I know something about that. Yeah, I mean, we all know. Go ahead. Supposedly they're engaged right now. Currently. Supposedly, but she also came out and said that ring is a ring she's had for like years or some shit. Oh, she did say that. Mm-hmm. Jessica informed me because I said the same thing to her. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So yeah, she said it's not an engagement ring. She's been wearing it for years. I didn't really do she's any been digging wearing into it for old years pictures. on her on her ring finger. Is that where she was wearing it? Uh, I think it was the ring finger, but it was on the right hand. Not her left. So hand. then, what kind of dummy would think that that was an engagement ring? Dummies who mirror the image and are looking for clues. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, hmm. I I could give two shits about Claire right now. Yep. Uh, she she has jumped Hannah Brown in my least favorite bachelorettes. Congratulations, Hannah. You're one step from the bottom. Um, Claire, do better. You you suck. You suck. Yeah, it's Tasia time, and I'm here for it. I am too. I am too. I'm ready for the show. Ready for the show to to become the show. Yes, yes. To actually like see some some shit happen. Not just Dale. Not just Dale. 
Yeah, I I feel like it's just been like an annoying nothing show so far. Yeah. Well, where it's where it's one girl like scorning a bunch of guys in favor of one guy, and that's it. Like that's not what this is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be guys fighting over a girl who likes at least two of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So or at least or at least wants to get to know some of them. Yeah. So last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Do you think we see Tasha at the end? of the episode and that's how we'll start episode five because next episode is episode four or is she going to come in in the middle of the episode and we'll get like half claire half tasha so i hope my hope is that i don't have to subject myself to another full claire episode Mm -hmm. that's my hope as well but i don't know that that's not going to happen so the thing so the thing is that they've made it very clear what's going to happen in the next episode so how much how much build-up can they really have to that you know, they, it happens. It happens can, during the daytime. They have a shit ton of footage. They could build that out for a whole episode. I remember. I don't. Remember the guys are already over her as of this episode. Sure, and they're like staging a walkout. Right. So, it, I, if they drag that out for one whole episode, I think that they should do half and half. Just have it be half, and then we learn with like a good, I don't know, half an hour to go or something like that. That Tasia is going to come in. Maybe it's like the next day or something, mm-hmm. and. She, you know, gets the party started like an opening night type thing. And then the next episode is where they really get into it. Okay. I'll buy it. That's, that's my hope. All right. Uh, me too. We'll see. Um, so Clay and I, we want to thank you guys for listening or watching. Looking at you, YouTube. Thanks for watching. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at masters.cultureverse. You can go to YouTube, type masters of the cultureverse. We're right there. Make sure you like and subscribe on that. Email us your announcements, shout outs, whatever you want. Um, masters.cultureverse at gmail.com. We'll say it on air. You saw, I'll, I'll actually check the email every day before recording just to make sure that I don't miss anything. Sending your questions, your thoughts, whatever you want. We'll read it. I'm Caleb. That's Clay. We're the masters of the cultureverse. We'll see you next week. Bye.